Hello the internet, welcome to Hack the Dino episode 25. We've been doing this for 25 fortnights, which is around about 50 weeks, which is almost a year, which is almost a number that has some kind of meaning. Hi, I'm Ben Rosenthal, I'm the host who uses words. Uh, joining me inside Greenlight Comics, which is where Hack the Dino is broadcasting from, is the store owner, Mr. Dan McGuinness. Good welcome. Good welcome. It's my new way. It's my new phrase. Is that my your new phrase? It's my new way. It's your new way. Yeah, it's just no. welcoming everyone. Uh, how have you been, Dan? Uh, good? Uh, yeah, I've been good. Um, I've uh, just been having a quite hectic week. Yep. I've got the um, concent concentric uh, board gaming con this weekend. So Choose an easier name. Concentric. Concentric con. Yeah. And we have a very special guest with us this fortnight, as we do each and every episode of Hack the Dino. Uh, the man we have today with us is many, many things. Uh, he is an editor, uh, he is a writer, he is a storyteller, he's the world's best Doctor Strange lookalike. I'm not talking to him because he still didn't call his son Frank. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Anthony Castle. Hey, how you doing? Good. So, <laughs> So I'm the very, very, very special guest. Very special guest. Because you, you have special guests. Very special guests every week. Uh, no, fortnight. Every fortnight. So I'm not lying. Yeah. But you are special. You, you, yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about the definition of the word special. If you have it. Special, special guest every fortnight. Well, I mean, special was, in my point of view, is more like a surprise. Oh, a surprise. Um, so I wasn't actually invited. I just... <laughs> Surprise! Special guest! We were scraping the bottom of the barrel and... No, I mean, it's lovely to have you here, so Anthony... Thank you for having me on. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? Where do you come from? Uh, well, I, uh, I'm i an Adelaide-based writer. Yep. I've uh, lived in a couple of different cities yep. over the last, I don't know, 10, 12 years. I, uh, I write comics and columns. Yep. I, I write uh, for a non-profit for, for a day job. And I, in my spare time, I've helped run the Australian Comics Journal for the last few years. And I also write comics and publish them in collaboration with good friend Chad Gashby. And what's that imprint called? Uh, the imprint is called New London Comics. Excellent. And how many titles have you pumped out through New London? So many. So I'm, many? So many pumped out. Uh, well, uh, I'm, I'm severely... Sleep deprived. So I'm just, just going to list them. Do it, and then at the end we can decide how many. Oh, don't worry. I'll fix it all up in editing. You'll sound awesome. What the, what the actual number is? So, uh, well, about four years ago we released our first book. It was an anthology yep. of short stories called Dead Ends. And uh, so oh, it's like the Pink Panther uh, thing. What was the Pink Panther thing? Dead ends. Dead ends. Oh wow. Dead ends. Dead ends. Dead ends. Yeah. Dead ends. Dead ends. Uh, I should have brought my rubber chicken. Yeah, thanks. No. You're lucky you're a dad. Can you get away with jokes. I <laughs> have my card. Have you got your joke book yet? Little known fact, Dan. Once you become a father, the government sends you a book of puns. Oh. And a license to be able to tell really awful jokes. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Anthony. Yeah, continue. No, no it's good. Uh, well, yeah. So our, our first book was Dead Ends, and uh, since then we've released. Uh, a mini comic called Ragdoll. Yep. Uh, a horror comic, a one shot called Redwood. Uh, a, another one shot comic. It's kind of like a like a gothic fairy tale called Dappled, which we released last year. Right. Um, so you're just dappling in the uh, gothic genre. Yeah. Well, no, we we live there, but uh, we would like to visit other genres on holiday. I see. So, so you're a resident of Gothic Town. Yes. But occasionally like to Gothic Town, born and raised. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> down, born and raised. Uh, on the playgrounds where you spent most of your days? Yes, upside down like a bat on the monkey bars. Uh, no, we've, all, we've also released a mini-comic uh, which was written as well as illustrated by Chad, which is called The Everyman's Theory of Everything. Yep. And uh, by the end of this year, we're releasing another couple of, one more mini-comic and an art book. So, I don't know how many books that is. It's more than four. Yep. Good. So, uh, Anthony Castle, who didn't call his son Frank, no, has released more than four comic books. You can uh, put that in your uh, trivia and uh, on the Wikipedia as well. It's true. It's true. It is true. Um, now, tell us more about the Australian Comics Journal that has been going for quite a few many years now. More than four, I suspect. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, I actually, I, I was the managing editor of the Australian Comics Journal for about three years. Sorry, this is a uh, podcast as well. So for our podcast listeners, uh, Anthony just made the inverted commas. I just, I just made the fingers in the air. Mm. No, I, Dr. Evil. Yeah, yes. Um, Sorry, continue. No, well, I, I was managing editor, which means I helped run the site uh, for three years, which only just concluded, given um, my inability to manage it now that my baby wants to destroy me. Right. Uh, but... See, you should have called him Frank. Frank. Well, he, yeah, we can get into that later. Good. But I, uh, I actually, when I started writing comics about six years ago, seven years ago, again, I just thought to myself, I don't know anything about the scene or about the Australian comics community. And I, I literally bumped into the ACJ online and I started reading some of the coverage. And at the time, I'd started working as a hack writer and writing some articles for magazines for my day job. Mm -hmm. And I just immediately thought, well, I can do this. I can write about comics too. Because I was seeing a lot of books that I wanted to kind of offer some promotion to. And there's also like a self-serving element because I'd get to talk to a lot of writers about the process. So yep, yep. I, uh, I Are you saying someone in the Australian comics industry is self-serving? Would you believe it? Would you believe that? I do not believe that. An ulterior motive other than serving the needs of others. What? Even like, even just, I, I see a book and I, and I think to myself, I really like what they've done there. I have a suspicion about the process. If I interview the writer, I can confirm that. So I actually learned a lot about the Australian comics community and, and the people involved. Yep. Is, good because I'm typically uh, a hermit and I, I don't meet people. Oh, well, you're a writer. And I'm a writer from you're Gothic writer. Town. Exactly. <laughs> I don't we don't go outside. Yeah. We live in the darkness. Yeah. It's our friend. Drinking drinking coffee with the lights out. So, yeah, that was... Um, actually, as an illustrator, I do a lot of that as well. Because <laughs> yeah. I don't like light shining on my screen. So I just sit in the beautiful day in the darkness drawing in my, my room. Yeah, it's, it's a similar existence. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that's, I'm still contributing to the Australian Comics Journal and I'm uh, still writing reviews, still doing radio spots on any books that, that I guess catch my attention. And You recently reviewed uh, Kid Phantom that's by right. uh, Australia's own Andrew Constant and Paul Mason. Well, uh, I, I reviewed the first issue. Oh, right. So I don't think uh, Andrew hadn't come on as a writer yet. Right, sorry. Uh, but uh, the f his issues are in the works, I think. But I think the first issue was written by Gabriel Henriquez and then illustrated by Paul Mason. Yes. So I just I just reviewed the first issue of that. I have, I have a written review on the site. It's on the homepage if people want to go read it. But I like to talk about it on the radio too. Yep. Uh, possibly because I like the sound of my own voice. Probably majorly because of that. Yeah. You have got a very... <laughs> uh, Silky smooth voice. Silky smooth. Silky it smooth. Is a smooth voice. I could take a nap listening to it. In fact, I probably will. Are you saying I put people to sleep? I'm saying you aid in uh, insomnia prevention. 
<laughs> yes. Actually, uh, it's partly been, uh, it's been because of Radio Adelaide, mm -hmm. which you've had some history with, am I right? Uh, yeah, I, once upon a time, many moons ago, many I, I had a, in my uni days, uh, was on Radio Adelaide uh, weekly. Yeah. Doing, doing my thing, yeah, um, cool. and you know, that's probably best left in the past, and uh, look forward to the bright future we have ahead of we us. Won't, we won't bring it up again! No, <laughs> I started doing radio spots because uh, I did one, I was a speaker at the Inkers and Thinkers uh, conference a couple of years ago, Yes. and I did a spot for the conference at the radio station, and they were really supportive, and they wanted to hear more about comics. And so I did spots with Kath Keneally and with Jenny Lenman, who, who just, they've both finished up there now. So. Yep, as has everyone, Radio Adelaide, due to uh, government cuts. Government funding cuts. Thank the you. Arts, one community initiative at a time. Because what the world needs is more sport. <laughs> Not arts, sport. Give no. us guys who can kick balls really far. We'll take that over any kind of writing artistic person. It's actually, actually really sad to see the station the station change. And it was actually really sad seeing the station demolish so high-rises like, could go in there. That was heartbreaking. I, I, I was there, I did a spot with uh, Kath right before, it was like the Saturday before, they were all vacating to see it you know, knocked down. And, I, and someone had taken all the Creed CDs and, <laughs> and stuck them to the wall and they said, we're not taking these out, these are going down with the film. It's awesome. Oh. So there's a silver lining in that dark cloud. That's true. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, well, on that happy note, and I actually mean that sincerely, uh, we'll move on to some video game news. But before we do, Dan, yes, you've been playing a new release recently. Yes. A little game called Destiny 2. Destiny 2, the second destiny. The <laughs> Destiny the second. Destiny, the second destiny of all the characters. 2D, D2, like the Mighty Ducks. And, yeah. Yeah, I've been playing that. Um, so... Explain what Destiny is, because I've never played it. I've heard that it's very popular. Anthony, I know you're not much of a gamer, but have you ever heard of Destiny? No, no idea. All right. So Destiny is made by Bungie, which is made by Halo people. Yep. As you can imagine. So it feels, it feels, it's a, it's a first-person shooter. It feels very much like Halo. Like the guns feel a tiny bit like the boat. Yep. Um, basically, it, it's hard to explain. So I can. So you're online in mm -hmm. this world. Yep. Um, you play a story through where you're like, you know, the chosen one. Can you play it not online, or is it online only? Um, you cannot play it offline, I don't think. Because okay. as you load into the world, all the other people are there who are also playing the same storyline as you, but they're, like, they're all together. So you can go off and do the same missions together. But there's only ever one of you. Are they raids? No, no, this is just the campaign. Okay, that's just the campaign. So you play the whole game like with other people and stuff like that. Does Australia's really horrible internet, once again, thank you, federal government, uh, play uh, any part in the horrible lag and not finish it? Yeah. It um, it it's surprisingly it's a, it's good like setup. Like, yeah. It doesn't have much lag. If I've got a really slow internet connection at home and I, I can run it okay. Like yeah. maybe every now and then I'll get a bad one, but like it's a bad night. But yeah, no, it's really good. It's got like oh, how do I explain it? So yeah, you can do stuff like raids where you go into an extremely hard level with like six people. Yep. And um, you can't finish it unless you like you're a certain level. And stuff oh, like, like Pokemon that. Go. No, and um, but you can get into fire teams, uh, just walking around the world, and so that's three people. What's a fire team? Three people together in a team. But so why are can... they called fire teams? I don't know. Is that just their name? Yeah, it's just a name. It's just different from like a, a raid team or whatever. Okay. And you get it's all about it's all about getting the pickups, the gold, you know, like the rare, the uncommon, the um, uh, the uh, so loot crates. 
drop boxes. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. Of that, bits and bobs like that. And then, you know, in the first game, because I've only played a bit of the, the second one. Yep. But in the first game, you had stuff like so there was like shopkeepers that would only rock up on weekends in real time. Like, so you had to like you had a whole week to get enough like what he wanted these rare coins to try and and he'd only rock up for a certain amount of hours. Right. And he had to like find the hours, and then you had to find him. It was never like where he was going to be. Oh, so you'd just be somewhere in the world behind the couch. So you just or... had to talk to people or whatever and stuff. Go, where's where's the shop guy with the? So it's a fetch quest. Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, and like you put a lot of hours. There's a lot of grinding in it. The, the second one though is a lot different. It's I like hate grinding, it's, it's, it's very it's you level up a lot quicker. You get better drops, and they've probably learned from like. Let's so say I had a mate who had like a, uh, a comparison of his Destiny One and his Destiny Two kind of file. Yep. Like you can put it up, and it's like so his first Destiny One was like you know 204 hours, and he uh, he gained to level like 103, and he'd done eight hours on his Destiny Two, and he was like 230. That's ridiculous. Yeah, like, so... Anyway, um, enjoying it? Good? Power. Bad? What do you think? Um, Thoughts? Uh, the graphics are really good. Yep. Are you so, playing it just on the vanilla PS4 or... Yep. So not a pro? No. And um, it's it, so far, as I said, we're just going to the story. It's already bigger vibes and stuff. You know, you, you're going spaceships. The levels are really thought out. You've got these, like, ocean levels and, like, you know, the ocean around you. and Really good-looking stuff. Um, so far, it's good. Um, it's got Nathan Fillion as one of the voices. Oh, cool. That always. That helps. Well, yeah, it helps. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was in like Halo and that, so he probably just chomped over into that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Worth getting? Oh, well... Oh, the, the, the problem with Destiny is, like, it's... Like, I watched a video recently on what the first one was about, and yep. I didn't even know what it was about. Not really? Uh, I just went, oh, is that what it's about? I only, <laughs> I only played 100 hours of it, and I didn't understand what was going on. Oh, good. Sound of a good game. It's got these, like, convoluted... It's not convoluted. The story bits are just so fragmented and everywhere, and you're just like, what's going on? Um, they're, they're trying to pull it together a bit more in this one, but I still reckon at the end I'll be like, I huh? think I know what's going on until someone does an actual thing of, like, this is what was happening. I'll be like, oh. Uh, well, going to a completely different game, uh, Journey. Now, Anthony, I'm not sure if you've ever played Journey. Have you ever heard of it? No. No? Not at all. Okay, so just sit there and drink your coffee for a bit. Uh, Dan, you've played Journey. Yeah, the dudes with the scarves. Yeah, that's it. They jump around. Uh, beautiful game. That's it. Takes... You've just described it. It's the whole game. <laughs> uh, it's... It's a fantastic game, uh, game of the year a couple of years back when it came out, 2012 maybe. Uh, Austin oh, Wintry. one did... hour of it. Oh, two hours, let's be fair. Um, anyway, a sequel's coming out to uh, iPhone and internet operating system. Uh, internet operating system? Uh, really? It's coming out on what? iPhone. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. Nah. They're not going to PS4 or any consoles. Uh, it's called Sky. Uh, you will play uh, Child of Light, but it's up to eight players, I think. Uh, and the whole thing is you bring light to where it is needed the most. And it launches this summer. Oh, it's Pokemon Go. You have to walk around in the real world and put light everywhere. You reckon? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to it because Jenny's a fantastic game. And if you do, Anthony, play one game on the PlayStation 4, play uh, the Journey re-release because it's awesome. You may as well. It's only like two hours. Yeah, it's two hours. And see, it's almost relaxing. It's that fun to play. Um... Other news, NES Minis are coming back in production in 2018, and Nintendo that. has already announced that they're going to keep Super Nintendo Mini production rolling until 2018 as well. So, you got a NES Mini, didn't you? That, that's a thing that I know about. <laughs> yes. I recognise those words. I recognise the thing. Of, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I got the NES Mini for Christmas. When was that? 
Last year. Last year. That was good. Have you played it? Yeah. I Listen, I I understand there are many people who bought them and then just put them on a shelf or something. Or put them on eBay for like $400. Yeah, that's not... No. 1200 I think one was. Really? Yeah. Someone put a Nest Mini up for $1,200? Yeah, I think we talked about this. What is wrong with you people? Anyway, continue. Sorry. Yeah, well, I, I, you know, I think I played about 10 minutes of it two weeks ago, which is literally the time. Yep. I could. Father's Day. 10 minutes of Father's Day. Wow. I was you, like, what did you play? Pac-Man. That's oh. the, pretty much the of reason. Of all the games. It's the reason I bought it was Pac-Man. That's, you bought the game that's not Nintendo. I mean, you played the game <laughs> yeah, that's well, just an arcade And not play. even the best version of it. It's, I, well, it's kind of like Pac-Man is the reference point. Really, for video games, for me, right. I know it came out before I was born, but you know that's what you know. You yeah, know that's, Pac-Man. That's, I know Pac-Man and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I was there for Mortal Kombat. Yep. And um, Street Fighter, I believe it's called. Yes, that's that's oh, one. Wow. That's a game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. But you, you mentioned to me uh, in previous conversations that you do own a Super Nintendo. Yes, I inherited a Super Nintendo from my mother-in-law. Yes. And uh, and that has... I bought the Star... There's like a Star Wars game on that. Yes, there I, is. I, play, I played that. Yep. Uh, before my before my son was born. Yep. And that, that's been quite good. Entertaining. I often find that it's like... In fact, this is why I don't really get around modern games is because I engage... I see them and they just look phenomenally difficult. Yep. Like... Modern games. Yeah, yeah. No, they make it so you can just like anyone no, can. I'm that old guy. Fall in and play. The and characters then... running around in circles, and then I don't realize I thought I was someone else. That's what I am when I'm playing new games. So, really? Right. Yeah. Well, they've got this really cool thing now called internet chat. So if you are doing that, you get some 12 year old on the other end swearing obscenities at you. Yeah. So it's yeah. really, really helpful. It'll let you know what you're doing wrong uh, all the time. Shield of the internet. <laughs> um, coming up. Uh, well, sorry, not coming up. Already passed is uh, the Nindies. Another Nintendo press conference where they uh, announced some things coming out. Uh, Doom and Wolfenstein 2 are both coming to the Switch. Did you know about that, Dan? No, I didn't know that they're doing a VR Doom. Yeah, no. Doom is coming to the Switch in November, I think. And Wolfenstein. Hey, Nintendo, these games have been out for ages. Not Wolfenstein 2. The new Wolfenstein is coming oh, out to that. the Switch. But, like, Doom's already on the cheap rack. Yeah, but my point being... So you could play a better version of it. My point being, this is third-party people starting to see confidence and put games on the Switch console. Yeah, fair enough. I suppose it is portable. You can play it anywhere. You can play Doom anywhere. Now, it's not really that impressive in a small town like Adelaide, but if you're in a big city uh, and you catch public transport for sort of like an hour a day, having something like that on the train as you go, that's awesome. Now, with that and... Mario and Rabbids, which I know, Dan, you said that you were kind of a little bit interested in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Are we at the stage yet where you're going to get a Switch? No. No? Still no. no. Still, got, still got so much game ahead of me with PlayStation Xbox. And your Steam box that's not my, up and running yet? My, my Steamer box. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how much money did you drop on that? 12 hunch. And how many times have you played it? It hasn't even been created yet. <laughs> <laughs> if I bought the RAM, the RAM was dead. I bought the motherboard. Pressed on the button on the wrong one, bought the wrong motherboard online, had to send that back. Oh. Um, uh, all these things have gone wrong. It's, it's just a, it's just a hilarious. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. When fun. I get it, not, not. Then, my, then, I, then my internet died. So when I got it half working, I couldn't even like install Windows on it or anything like that. It was wow. Like, it was the worst. I think someone's trying to tell you something. 
I don't know who. Name to, name. God to try harder. <laughs> <laughs> Stop failing. Yeah. And you're purchasing. And lastly, um, now this is only a rumor, so I'm just going to briefly skim over it, uh, but I thought it was worth bringing up. Uh, the crew over at Kind of Funny Games, which are ex IGN guys <laughs> and whatnot, uh, they had the opportunity to play um, uh, the new Shadow of Mordor game. I can't remember what it's called. You'll look it up or yell at me on the internet. Um, yeah. But one of the players there uh, got their hands on the Xbox One X and were playing it. And there were four other Xbox One Xs in this room and she did say that it was concealed in a case and whatnot. It overheated oh. twice. What, well, red-ringed it? It red-ringed twice. Twice. Really? Twice. Now, it, out of the four consoles that were there, uh, there They've used was that cheap paste again, haven't they? <laughs> the four consoles. Well, you think they'd learned their lesson? She said that this was the only one, so the other ones were fine. And she said if it happened to hers uh, once, yeah, that would have been fine. But it happened twice, and that sort of got her a bit worried. Now, I haven't heard any reports or read any reports of the Xbox One X overheating anywhere else. But it's something you just may want Xbox, to think about before you drop $800 on a new console. Is the Xbox One X like an actual new console? Or is it just another one of these like... It's the Xbox One, but with heaps of flops. It's flopping all over the place. Flopping. Okay. It's the floppiest console it's like ever. like a salmon in a boat. You just get it out and <laughs> flop it. Don't do that. I was flopping. I was flopping on the table. I've seen you flop and it's different to that. <laughs> Uh, and on that note, we'll be back right after this. Do you like big, muscly guys and girls wearing all kinds of colourful costumes, doing really weird protagonist stuff, like saving things from big guys who do bad stuff? Then you want to get yourself some Green Light Comics, and you can get them from the best comic store in the world, Green Light Comics. That's right, over here at Green Light Comics, we have all the types of comics that you need. Big, muscly ones, little ones. Even the ones with the guy who does the thing! Green Light Comics, come on down! Hi everyone, we're back, we're Hack the Dino, I'm trying to say this without taking a breath, I hope I'm really doing really well, but we're Hack the Dino, we talk about stuff and this is where we talk about comics and oh my god, I need to breathe, Anthony, take over. Hey. So you want me to review some comics out here? Yes, well, you know, you I are... Um, you want to talk about them. Yeah, but, you know, you're the, you're the uh, want, like, former editor of Australian Comics Journal, so that's, that's you do right. read a few comics, so what better person to have talk about the comics that we read than someone who reads comics telling you how to read? That's yeah, right. true, true. Um, well, I thought I'd talk about some Australian books. Cool. Given my time on the Australian Comics Journal, mm -hmm. uh, one of them... When the Ledger a couple of years ago, Tim okay. Malloy's Mr. Unpronounceable. I'll right. That up for me. And what's that about? Uh, we're we're going we're gonna to get to that because that's quite detailed and unpleasant. Oh, good. Uh, but it, it's written and illustrated by, by Tim Malloy and it's put out by Milk Shadow Books, which are based in Melbourne. Milk Shadow Books are great. Yeah, yeah, they are. And I, if you've not read Mr. Unpronounceable... Um, yeah, keep going. Yeah, you know, spirit. So here's the thing: like, if you have any inclination towards comics that reflect on absurdism or existentialism, or even like a kind of blasphemous rearrangement of body horror, if you also liked uh, multi-syllable words, multi-syllable words, yep, fantastic. Some of them, I suppose. 
Uh, if any of you are familiar with kind of the work of uh, Hodorowsky, like The Holy Mountain, then this might be... Don't watch that movie if you have not seen it. Do not watch The Holy Mountain. You won't sleep. Uh, the Mr. Unpronounceable is a, a similar book in that vein. It kind of explores... It's a, a series of adventures, unending adventures, with uh, Mr. Unpronounceable, who is this kind of David Lynch-esque necromancer who finds himself constantly searching for magical MacGuffins and some sort of meaning in the universe but is over and over again consumed by hideous beasts and and finds his own body destroyed often his fingers and his eyes in painful ways so tim always uh produced several of these books uh for milk shadow and uh, they've won ledgers in the past um it's like i said it's it, it's probably not very pleasant if you don't like any of that stuff. So if you're into body horror and existentialism and the work of Hodorowsky or David Lynch, then you might find something of worth in uh, Mr. Unpronounceable Adventures by Tim Malloy. Come on, that was a review. That, that was, I'm sorry, I'm moved. I like, you got to use the word MacGuffin. I know, multiple times. I know. Cool. That was impressive. All right, Dan. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> follow that up. Me talk about this. <laughs> it go boom. I also realise that we in our video we haven't flipped it, so everything's backwards. Oh, that doesn't matter. <laughs> so I'm not going to hold up my book to the video. But That's anyhow, all right. So I'm looking at today. It's come out today, brand new today, at the shipment that was 24 hours late. So it came out today on Friday, so yep. Thursday. Yep. I'm looking at Big Trouble in Little China. And, and, escape, that... and Escape from New York in the same book. There are two Kurt Russell characters within this story. There's Snake Plissken and Jack Burton. And I swear if they go to uh, the Tron universe, I'm just going to pass out right yeah. now. So this book is brilliantly coloured. Yep. It looks like, if anyone's ever seen like um, Paper Girls, it really reminds me of the colour palette from Paper Girls. Like 80s? No, it just seems like... Greens. There is, there's a lady Jack, uh, Snake Plissken as well. What's her name? I don't know. Jack, I'm Snake Plissken. Oh. <laughs> so her name's Snake Plissken as well. So it's about Jack Burton and Snake Plissken um, going on the in the Pork Shop Express, the truck across America. <laughs> so it's a road trip. I think so. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, but it looks like it's got low pan in it. It's got all the characters and the baddies from each of the movies and stuff like that. So, so do you reckon the dude ends, shows up at the end? Because that would Maybe be some Jeff, meta. What, Jeff Bridges? Yeah. Just just hanging out. Nah. But, um... <laughs> Can we Jeff Bridges from, as I said, I haven't, from I haven't, the King Kong movie in the 70s? As I said, I haven't, I haven't read this one yet. It's just coming today. Um, I'm pretty gonna look forward to it. You're pretty gonna look forward to it. Oh, I'm gonna be all over this. It's, um, I'm so glad you followed him up. So it's written by Greg Pak. Yep. I assume it's drawn by Daniel Bayliss. Yep. And that's all I really know. It's bought out by Boom. Um, it's thirty-one dollars and ninety-eight cents, mm -hmm. and it's one volume, so there's no other like consecutive volumes. Where because you can get the Big Trouble in Little China volume, but they're up to like volume six at the moment. Right. But um, it just looks like a fun romp of nostalgia, and there's probably muffins in muffins. Muffins. <laughs> <laughs> there's probably muffins in there that come. <laughs> Come muffins. What? Oh, you're going to have to beat yourself out there, <laughs> no, little, little, well, little tiger. I didn't say anything. Um, so that's my comic for the week. Um, what about some comic news? What's been happening in the comic world? Uh, yeah, so I mentioned last show that uh, Dr. Manhattan is making an appearance fighting Spider-Man. Uh, Spider <laughs> He's fighting Spider-Man. He's fighting Superman uh, in one of 
Oh, Which is the biggest coming. joke in the world. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you do, Sir Man? Strong and I fly. What do you do, Dr. Manhattan? Anything. <laughs> what do you do, Dr. Manhattan? I can uh, dematerialize and rematerialize anything at a molecular level. Ah, I can punch you. <laughs> and shoot lasers. Shoot lasers out in your eyes, which you probably create. Uh, Dark Knight's Metals 1. <laughs> what? Yeah, okay, sure. Uh, Dark Knight's Metal number 1, which came out, what, three weeks ago? Four weeks ago? Um, had a big reveal on the end of it, so I'm allowed to talk to it about it, because number 2 came out today. Uh, Dream of the Endless, more specifically Daniel from Dream. Uh, the Daniel, Daniel? Of Dream. Yeah, it was Daniel. It wasn't Morpheus, he's long gone. Uh, but Daniel, Dream of the Endless, made an appearance. So uh, Scott Schneider was talking about how he wants to start using some more of these characters, uh, specifically Dream and um, Death. Go figure. Uh, in uh, in the most good, she is uh, based on Tori Amos. Hmm. Little fun fact for you. Uh, so that will be appearing more in the DC universe. Um, IDW has launched uh, a new periodical called Full Bleed. Now, this is something I thought you might be interested in, Anthony. I don't know if you've read anything about it. No, I haven't. Uh, it is a quarterly uh, hardcover magazine uh, with comics, with prose fiction, non-fiction. Oh, no, I didn't hear about that. And journalism. That actually sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, it's done by uh, a lot of uh, both IDW writers and those who aren't generally in the comics field. Yeah. Uh, and they're doing something interesting with Kickstarter in that they're offering it as a Kickstarter, but not to make a goal to make it easier for people to order and then Diamond will distribute it for them oh, via the wow. Kickstarter. Wow, wow. Uh, and something that may be of in, uh, interest to you, Dan, is I believe they've got like a, a order one, get one free at the moment um, on the Kickstarter. Who does? IDW. Ah. Yeah. So you order one of these books, you get two because you're a retailer. Mm. Uh, so just one of the retailer reward. pack. Yeah. Which um, I think all good. If, if anyone who's kickstarting their own comic books, yep. um, that is a good tip uh, you can give is have, have as one of your things a retailer incentive pack. Because then people like me who go, oh, that's really cool, but I don't want to have to, you know, buy, I, if, if there's think the thing there that says you can get a, you know, 10 times retailer pack for this much off, people like me will get that over like... You You're know, not the only one to say that. Um, Darren Beaver, who owns Gifts for the Geeks over in uh, Geelong, uh, said exactly the same thing, not five days ago. He would right. back more Kickstarter uh, projects and he wants to back more Kickstarter projects and have books in his store if he can get a those, retail pack. Yeah, 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 those retail packs. So if you offer 10 for X amount ten of money five or something like uh, that. and you do all the shipping and, and get it to them, a lot more uh, independent comic and stores. And make sure you call it a retailer pack because then the retailer will be like, we're all dumb. <laughs> we don't want to have to read everything. What is that? Retail pack, there it is. <laughs> well, I think that's the key to Kickstarter as well is making it Easy to go, scroll, 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 that's what I want. Yeah, yeah, you, you don't need too much information in there. Uh, you haven't done a Kickstarter at all, have you? No, no, that sounds like too much hard work. Yeah, yeah, you're a writer, you don't like work. No, I'm, I'm, uh, anything related to a spreadsheet and my eyes burst into flame. Oh, yes, so right, cool. Actually distributing my books, no, no. don't, I won't no. do it. Yep. Kickstarting, no. No, right. we make the books and then they sit in a box in my house. Good, enough, good. Yeah. That's a sound business model and I wish you well on your future endeavours. Well, You'd be surprised how many people actually do it. <coughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I, well, it works every time. Yeah. Well, you always have stock. I, have, I never sell out. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and a little bit of controversy uh, over the past couple of days. Uh, Aubrey Citizen. 
Uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He's a writer. Uh, he's uh, he's a massive wrestling fan, which is where I've had communications with him because I'm a bit of a wrestling fan myself. Uh, he was announced a couple of months ago as the new writer for GI Joe, coming from IDW. The most American hero. Yeah, that one. <laughs> uh, that that's Mumbles. The the GI Joe called Mumbles. Is there an actual guy called Mumbles? Sure. Why in, not? In Dick Tracy. Chuckle, Chuckles. Mumbles is in Dick Tracy. Tra Chuckles is a. Uh... Is that a G.I. Joe character? Really? Yeah, I think so. Chuckles is a G.I. Joe character? What does yeah. he do? Like, vomit everywhere? No. We can't ask Ross, you know. No, I don't think Chuckles is a... a he is. Anyway, um, so... There's been some... Uh, the anniversary of 9-11 was the other day, because we are in September. Um, and he mentioned... Well, he put out a tweet uh, basically implying that... People who do memorial—he uh, was I'm trying really hard to word this correctly. He was sick of people uh, tweeting uh, about 9/11 who weren't actually there, whereas someone like himself, who was actually in the streets of Manhattan when 9/11 happened, and he saw it all—he uh, doesn't sort of appreciate the uh, memories of uh, blah blah blah. Those sorts of things. But he said it in a very snide and sarcastic way. You can look it up. It's on Bleeding Cool and, and whatnot. Oh, he uh, said it or he tweeted it? It was a tweet. How do you sarcastically do a tweet? Uh, you have to put it all right. You use very um, big um, words. Um, um, <laughs> <laughs> a sarcasm. Yeah. No, it was, it was something like, oh, good, it's National Morning Day. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's something like that. Let's not even say it, just in case. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Um, so he copped a little bit of flack from that. Um, and then the G.I. Joe comic community, who have currently been up in arms at him uh, over a couple of decisions, such as his, uh, he, he swapped, he gender swapped uh, one of the characters. Oh, which, him which one? Big. Which, yeah. which one did he gender swap? Uh, oh, no, one Chuckles. of the big... <laughs> Chuckles. Chuckles. Chuckles is now Chucklet. Um, or Chucklass. Lady Chuckles. No, Chucklass. Chucklass is pretty good. Yeah, thank you. I'm a writer. Um, <laughs> so he gender swapped her, uh, uh, so they kicked up a fuss over that, um, and then he openly goes on the Facebook fan pages, and anyone who gets upset about it, uh, he verbally spars with, um, oh, and isn't, isn't below calling them out on some of their views. Yeah. I'm trying to be very PC here. Um, one thing, I just want to add a little aside here, uh, G.I. Joe's is a very popular licensed product and there's no point in getting upset at Citizen because he would have had to get approval from Hasbro to make that change. So if you're going to get all wound up and go on the internet and be a keyboard warrior complaining about a gender swap, maybe direct it at where it's supposed to be directed. Yeah, it's not had, has dude bro. Yeah, it's not come at me. Oh, no, I'll be controversial. Usually the companies who do the gender swaps are ones that have run out of ideas anyway. Yeah. Well, or they're trying to make a headline, which is what they want. They want these guys to kick up a fuss, yeah, so do. their book gets in the papers. Yeah. It's all a marketing, and wake up, sheeple. I hate people like that. Sheeple. Sheeple, yeah. Anyway, um, IDW, <laughs> IDW came out and made a press release uh, saying that... Thank um, you, you're making us money. No, well, that and uh, they've currently put uh, Aubrey's uh, writing on hold, uh, pending a decision as to what they're going to do because his views aren't that of IDW's, um, which got me thinking, really? Like, someone on a Twitter account that is his 
had an expression, uh, and now he may lose his gig writing G.I. Joe because he made a tweet about something that's completely not connected at all. But because he's had uh, feuds and talks with these uh, people who have specific ideas about how their franchise should be run, uh, he now risks losing his writing gig. What do, we, what do we think about that state of affairs? Is IDW in the right for thinking, yeah, maybe we should shift him on? Or, you know, are they maybe overstepping? What's his, what's his, uh, what are his sales like? I have no idea. That's probably to be the real reason, the real thing, bit of information you need here to what they really want. Really? Yeah, if they want to kick him out. Kick him out or maybe bring more. Yeah, again, they're pretty harsh, these days. They just drop people they don't want, don't they? IDW? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they're very fair. I... I'm not saying IDW are harsh, I mean, like the whole industry. Well, the industry, well, there's just, it's very competitive now. Mm. Like, yes, it's a hell of a lot easier to get noticed nowadays, but it's also a hell of a lot easier to. Get unnoticed. Correct. <laughs> Like if you're not wanting to, <laughs> if you're not wanting to tow the company line, out the door. See you later, uh, Anthony. You're a fellow comic writer. What are yes. your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, uh, oh, yeah, uh, fired up. Yes, the the thing is octaves. If you, I mean, obviously, as you suggested, some people might gender swap characters because they run out of ideas. Yep, that can happen. I'm also sure that. Gender swapping characters can be done for uh, noble purposes of representation and diversity. Yep. Um, or they might just want to, the, the writers might, you know what? I wouldn't mind this character as being a lady or, or a dude. Or, you know what? I reckon I could tell a really good story if this person was the other other sex. Yeah, Let's well, do it. You know what? If they were a frog, it'd be heaps more interesting. Yeah, yeah. Joe Joe would be more interesting if there was a frog in the team. Well, did, yeah. did, um, did everyone get angry at Spider Ham when he came out? <laughs> No, but I really got upset with, uh, who was it, Cray Raven the Hunter? Actually, no, that was a good one. That was a really, really weak... Raven, as in Craven. Yeah, yeah. No, there, there was one of them that was really, really weak. And I thought, oh, you've missed an opportunity. I can't remember it now. Uh, There's lots of big ones out there, though. There is. Remember there was that uh, comic came out, uh, probably in the 2000s, whatever it's called. Um, it was like the alien, as in alien, as in like, you know, Sigourney Weaver. It was alien versus pig. Yep. And it was just a whole comic. Does that, of a, of does that a, actually exist? Yeah, a whole like serious alien comic of just this little pig running away squealing from the alien. Yeah. It was so good. That's <laughs> anyway, your, yeah. your thoughts. Well, okay, so uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm always, when it comes to these things, I'm a little bit apprehensive know, to. Well, I'm, I'm actually a million miles away from a lot of mainstream comics, right? Yep. And so when some of that is baby induced some of that is just not being able to get to a comic shop as much but what I'm I think the larger issue is just what we're seeing with this kind of cultural moment in comics where audiences are growing and we're seeing Gen Z readers coming on board and we're seeing I guess more diverse audiences more diverse representation is very important let's face it comics yeah. for a long long time has been a bunch of white goo dude goods 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 they're, they're all a bunch of good good guys <laughs> But we're, we're just we're just running like, around doing their muscle flexing. We're just seeing this clash, right? So yeah. we're seeing companies realize that what some people describe as the Tumblr crowd are now reading books, and they're like, "Well, we want to get in on this diverse, often progressive and inventive kind of sweep and culture, and maybe include our readership." But of course, if you touch if you touch the action figures of Gen X's childhood, then that that can go badly. Don't mess with their toys, man. So throw the that, biggest though. tantrum. I mean, the, the, the Thor one was like a big tanty. But that was amazing. Yeah, I know. And it, 
work because there was a freaking amazing story connected to it. It wasn't done to yeah, it for yeah, a cash but, sale. But, but people yeah. say like that, but they're like, I'm tired of you know, and I'm changing my characters over. And I'm like, but they didn't change the character over. And she then, was an existing character who be, who got the power of Thor. And like, then why is that a problem? Your characters. Yeah, true. They're not. Yeah, see, there was, uh, Jubilee Wilson blogged on this back when the, um, the Miss Marvel thing and something else, the, the, the Wolverine thing had blown up. Yeah. Blown up a bit. Laura's Wolverine. Which is also amazing. Written by an Australian, Tom Taylor. That is correct. Uh, but, you know, she, she made a few good points. Like, you know, that there probably needs to be a bit of a transition that, that publishers need to be aware of amongst legacy characters and, and new takes on it. Uh, but also, I mean, the, one of the things that she said was the reason why, why Miss Marvel had done so well is because there was a meaningful story there to tell that had some universal appeal and had appeal Correct. outside of its immediate demographics. And so I think, like, if you if you pull a gender swap or a species swap and introduce a frog, possibly, but you don't actually have a story, then that probably just exacerbates the old man's think about it. But yep. I don't know. I mean, Thor was a frog as well, wasn't he? Yep, frog. Oh, frog, sorry. Frog. Frog. Well, like I said, I'm a million miles away from comics. <laughs> was, back in the 80s. Was Thor actually a frog? There was a uh, a tiny frog that found a tiny Mjolnir and picked it up. That's serious. And it was Throg. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Full of ideas. I'm into that. <laughs> I still wonder, I'd, I'd, I'd like to write, I'd like to write a book where all the super pets, mm-hmm. and, like the Superman family uh, pets. Oh, they're always one yeah, so it's like Beppo, the super monkey, and then Streaky, the super cat, and then Crypto, the super dog, that they all kind of team up. And the Wonder Twins who are, like, well, Mark, undercover. The, the one that's going to LA, it's the Avengers versus the Pet Avengers. So, <laughs> the oh, Pet Avengers were great. So uh, that's just come out recently. But the thing is, uh, what I'm going to do is uh, all the animals will be gender swapped, and the book will start with Superman's gory and grisly death. That should do well, right? Or maybe just um, like that, and... Animosity, where just all humans die, and it's just left with the animals of the world, and the super pets have to take control. Is it like the oh, su- oh yes, I'd buy that. Is it like the super pets on behalf of the environment start to murder humanity in order to reclaim? No, 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 no. The humans just die because they're idiots. No, I want to see Streaky the super cat tear the throats out of children. Everyone, you just wait out of children. Read. You can just read way through. Yeah, it's not a children's children. book. You're really living in Gothic town, aren't you? Well, yeah. just read. I, I should just say I really love my son. He's <laughs> not called Frank. No. Even though your last name is Castle. No, he's not. You want to explain that one? Yeah, well... Oh, I only just got that. Boom. <laughs> yes. No, he's... Why do you want to call him Frank? Frank. Frank Castle. I actually thought about that when I was a kid for years. I was like, man, that's going to be an option. But he is, in fact, named Victor. Mm. And he does get called V for mm-hmm. short. Mm-hmm. V for Castle. <laughs> v for Castle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So but, he... but, you know, I had a daughter. And I called her Parker. Because I like Spider-Man. Yes. So she's called a Peter. No, well, no. If I had twins, I was going to call one Peter and one Parker. Peter and Parker. Yeah. Nicely done. So, uh, yeah. Why? Come well, on. I'm a big fan of V for Vendetta. Right. And uh, and obviously. Well, I'm your like... last name isn't Vendetta, so. Why? Well, I understand. We've got a customer's last name for Vendetta. Really? Gemma Vendetta. Who's wow. Yep. Oh, she wins, doesn't she? I hope she's listening. Well, just to put you on the spot, I've actually got name change forms here. If you can just <laughs> sign that, we'll uh, get V's new name underway as quickly as possible. Yeah. All right. All right, um, I reckon it's time now to play Dan vs. the World. Back in the game show? In the video game challenge. Don't look, Anthony, because okay. you'll we'll cheat. Book up here so you can't see. Oh, there we go, cool. So what are you doing? You asked so me... We, no, basically, what we do is I have three songs. I'll yes. play the first five seconds of the first song. Yep. You will get a question. 
You can yep. ask any question you want. You can ask for another five seconds. You can ask for uh, a hint. So I get a question. You get a question. You get five questions. You get five questions. Do you ask me a question or no, do no, I get a question and ask you, Dan? No, no. You ask a question and I answer it. You ask me Do you give question. me the question that I no, ask? No, no. You're not paying attention. I play the song. goes for five seconds. I yes. stop it. You go, uh, this question. And I go, yes, no. Does the maybe. question have anything to do with the song? You're asking the question. Oh, to have to make up a question. Yes. Oh, I see. To try and guess the song. Oh, ah. I'm not that bad at explaining it. We've no, done I, 24 of these. I, st How is I this? still don't understand what we have to do. You've listened to the show, right? I've slept six hours in the past two weeks. <laughs> my, 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 I, I'm right, an, start again. Start again. I'm an insomniac, and my baby is also an insomniac. <laughs> and I, I've not been in a good place for the past year. So. Okay. So, I'm putting that out. I didn't drive here. I kill people in traffic. <laughs> I caught the train. I'll play the first five seconds of a song from yes. a video we game. Have to guess what it is. And we have to guess what that you is. You have to guess what it is. You have five questions. You'll ask your first question. Then Dan will ask his first oh, question. Oh, you give me clues. Yes. Oh, I see. And you'll go back and forth. That makes so much more sense. Until you've both had five questions. Then at the end of five questions, you take a guess at what you think the song is. Yep. If you get it right, you win. If you get it wrong, Dan has a go. If Dan gets it wrong, it's a draw. Am I not meant to know what the questions are? You're making the questions. Oh, the questions. Right. If you decide to guess before the five questions is up, yeah. like if you know, yes, I know what that is, you can, but if you get it wrong, Dan gets your point. Oh, are we competing? Yes, you're I against each other. we were working together to Never. beat him at questions. No, I'm just the quiz master. Oh. You're the world. I'm Dan. It's called Dan versus the world. I see. Okay. Hence the name, Dan versus the world. I said this. I am so confident about this. This is going to go really well. Okay, here's the first song. So uh, enjoy this, everyone. Anthony, your first question. Do I, so I'm asking a question about the song. Yes, to try and what help you guess what it is. Is that a video game song? They're all video game songs. That's oh, so a redundant that's a question. Yep, that's a that's a give me. That's a freebie. Uh, is it from the nineteen nineties? Yes, it is. Dan, what console is it on? Uh, originally arcade, I believe. Originally arcade. Okay, next. Uh, so second question. You can also ask for a quick You can. Oh, can I have one of those? <laughs> sure, can. Um, you have to make them up. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be doing a lot of running in this game. Oh. Oh, good. So, so now, my shot now. Go. Um, Question number two. What genre of game is it? It's a racing game. Anthony, question number three. Uh, is it? Is it California Games? No, it's not. It's is outrun. It track and field. No, it's uh, outrun. Outrun. <laughs> yeah. That's not a sport game. No, but I said you'd be doing a lot of running. It's a racing game. Outrun. Yeah, 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 right. See? Oh, I see. Hey! Is that a motorcycles? Cars. Cars. Brum brum cars. Okay. Four wheels. They they go round. Right. Okay, so Dan, you're on 29. You've caught up to the world, which is also on 29. Song number two. Anthony. Okay. Is that... Okay, I'm going to think about this very carefully. Yes, is that a bit? Is that a bit of a song from Pac-Man? You can't ask that because you'll get the game. You ask, ask a question. Isn't that from Pac-Man? Is that your guess? What well, sounds like it's from Pac-Man? Is that your official guess? Well, I, it's not a guess. Are it's you? A question. I, no, no, I'm not answering it. <laughs> yes, yes. That's it. That's your yes, guess. That's my guess. You're correct. It's from Pac-Man. Yeah. 
didn't even get a go. <laughs> so Dan, you're on twenty nine, and know that. the world. It's the game I play <laughs> is on thirty. Okay, here we go. Last song, Dan. Can you catch up? Yeah. Anthony, first question. Uh, did this game debut in an arcade machine? Yes, it did. Yeah. What genre of game is it? I believe it is a shooting face game. Is that a shooting face? Yep, you shoot faces. Right. Not shoot at faces, your faces come out of laser times. That's wrong. I'm lying. Yeah. It's a, it's a cryptic hint for you. The cryptic hint is that oh. uh, I'm not being cryptic at all. I'm just trying to... Uh, yeah! Question number two! No, what was my question number two? No, that was your question number one. It's Anthony's oh, question yeah, number two. Okay. Uh, does this video game uh, have a blue hedgehog? <laughs> no! There are no blue hedgehogs in this game. Especially because the blue hedgehog game was never in the arcade. No. <laughs> no, it was not. <laughs> <coughs> oh, excuse me. Dan, question number two. You can see it's I'm not looking. You will. You'll cheat. Dan. (laughs) Any easy way out once you've had a child. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Do you want another five seconds? No. What? Do you want it? it, Does it get better? No, I just like the music. Yeah, so do I. All right, yeah, do it. Come on. Anthony. Well, I know what that sounds like. Yep. That's the exact name of the game. Oh, the exact name of the game. Yeah. What was that in the arcade, did you say? Yeah. I, I am going to say... Oh, no, I'm going to get this wrong. Is it... Is it... Is it... Don't you don't you don't have to guess. No, I want I want to guess. You could probably use your next three questions to try and narrow it down. Oh God. Um. Okay. Wait. Wait. Does the video game have trees? No. There's no trees in this game. Okay. It, it is treeless. Does the video game have any graphics? <laughs> there are things you can see. <laughs> Therefore, graphics. <laughs> Minimal. <laughs> There's lines. Do I, do lines I, of graphics. Do I get another question? Yeah. You do. You're question number four. Uh, does this game have... Uh, yep. uh, trenches? Well, yep. There's, there's, in, a, in a manner of speaking. <laughs> there's trenches. Yes. If you use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> if you squint and think back I to the movie. I don't know what this game's called. I'm just going to have a guess. Is it just Star Wars the arcade game? Oh, I'm going to accept that. It's called Star Wars The New Hope. Oh, wow. Mm. The arcade game. Yeah. Oh, yes. okay. No, I'm going to give that to you, Dan. I'll be nice. Yes. So, at the end of this episode of Dan vs. The World, The World is on 30 and Dan is on 30. We're all tied <laughs> up. We're all, we're all gearing up to a spectacular finale, which I haven't worked out what we're going to do yet, but it'll be around you know, Christmas. We're going to start again, don't we? And next year we'll start again. But we're going to build... Oh, I reckon we should do a trophy. Should we do a trophy? Just yeah, do a trophy. Yeah. Trophy, for the, trophy for the world. Have you been to trophy shops so you can just make them out of all the, of the hilarious little things? They might actually have a video game one there. Really? Right? No, I was just going to make one. But if oh. we can get an actual one, that'd be cool. It'd be really worth it for a podcast. We could put it in the shop. We could. And people come and look at it and go, ha, ah, Dan didn't win this one because Ben rigged it. <laughs> I mean, no, I didn't. 
Anyway, we've been Hack the Dino. We're a fortnightly pop culture podcast that uses P-words when we introduce and close off segments. I'm Ben Rosenthal, and you can see my words over at Hack the Dino, as well as Epoch Scroll. Scroll? I can't even... Scroll. Epoch Scroll. Hi, Epoch I'm Ben. Epoch Scroll is my favourite baker's delight food. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, where can we see your things? Uh, you can come visit me at Greenlight Comics, or you can check out our website, greenlightcomics.com, or check us out on the Greenlight Comics Facebook, or the Greenlight Comics Instagram, yep. or the Greenlight Comics Twitter. You don't have a Twitter. We do have a Twitter. Really? Yeah, we, no, you have a Twitter. We don't use it very much. No one uses it anymore. Yeah. Um, I think that's all I green like comics. Other than that, you can check me at danmcginnis.com.au and check out all my arts. Arts! And Anthony? Uh, if you would like to see some of my comics, you can go to newlondoncomics.com. If you'd like to know more about my writing in general, you can go to anthonymcastle.com. And if you would like to know more about Australian comics in general and the kind of writing that we've done there over the last few years, you can go to the AustralianComicsJournal.com. Just, just calm down, mate. You're getting a bit excited there. Like, you know, like, a bit worried about you. So yeah. bring it down a notch. You know how I said you put people to sleep. <laughs> We're Hack the Dino. You can see us on HackTheDino.com or Hack the Dino on Instagram or Hack the Dino on Twitter, which we also don't really use much, but give us a follow anyway. And Hack the Dino on Facebook. And you can also see us stream on Facebook as we record this live for you podcast listeners. Uh, speaking of podcast listeners, if you could go to Apple and leave a little review and write some words, that'd be awesome because that's how the algorithms work. I don't know what algorithms are, but I say it and people go, oh yeah, algorithms, I know what algorithms are. Algorithms. Alpha gisms. Hey, I'm Alf. Waka waka. What was his catchphrase? Ha! Sue me. Eat me. No problem. Eat the cat. No problem. That's the one. No problem. Let's eat the cat. No problem. We're Hack the Dino and we're off to eat some cats. I'm already out of here. Silence through the night What a thrill I'm searching and I'll melt into you What a fear in my heart But you're so supreme
time.